Welcome, oh welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 11 of We Don't Believe in Beatles, the post-Beatles podcast. I hate to be that guy, but it's definitely episode 11, right? Yeah, yeah, cool. episode okay. 11. Yeah, 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 I was just checking, cool. I just suddenly yeah. had a brain pump. Yeah, it's okay. all in the mind, you know. You're just going to say that all... <laughs> yeah. Where is Jack? Why? Where is that from? It's in Yellow Submarine, isn't it? Oh, and that's right. what George's character says a lot. Oh, yeah? Each week we explore a solo album by Beatle from the point of view of me, Jess, and him. Cameron. <laughs> by and large, we've never heard these albums before, but luckily our friend Jack... It's all in the mind, you know. ...is here to guide us through the buried terrain. This week, bring your lawyers and go get screwed. <laughs> Swing your partners and sing the Sue Me, Sue You Blues. Take hold of his hands, he might understand. For here in the material world, the past was. But be here now. It's not like it was before it was, as it's not what it was before it was. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? You sure? <laughs> so join us and the court receivers for laughs and Percy Frills on a magical spiritual tour where you still have to pay the bills. Helping us all cope with this heavy load. So please, please me and won't you give him some love. <laughs> it's George Harrison and his album from June 1973, Living in the Material World. Living well in the Material World. <laughs> you were, you did voice your uh, concerns to me earlier. You said, uh, can I rhyme load with love? <laughs> Fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> Are these these intros are getting, they're getting longer, Jack. It's not the I'm, best. I've, I'm, they're getting longer, but but worse. Right, a lot worse. Yeah. Quantity, not quality. But it's fine. I only, I only have to do I only have to do one more, so it's fine. We'll make it through right. this season. At this least. season, yeah. yeah. I think you've got about forty more, and I've got, got and I've got months. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How many words rhyme with Ringo? That's what so, I would know. So many. Yeah. yeah. Name one. Um, what did you say? That, what was the Christmas album going to be called? Uh, jingle would be the word. Oh, uh, yeah, with. it doesn't really work. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> jingle. That's the first jingle. thing in the other rides with Ringo. Jingle. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, no, we're just, we're just starting. Wow, here we are, guys. <laughs> another week over. Another another album listened to. Another album listened to. Another what, what, notebook full of notes taken. What mood are we all in? Tonight. Uh, after listening to this album. After listening to this album. Um, a bit sad. <laughs> Me too. Well, that one is yeah. give too much away. Annoyed? After this Annoyed? album. Annoyed? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, we're going to have a big difference here, aren't I we? I think we might. Okay, oh, hang on a bean. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Right, it's been two years since All Things Must Pass. Yeah? It has, yep. He's had a bit of time out. Mm -hmm. He's done the concert for Bangladesh. He's been concentrating on that. Hanging out with, with Robert Zimmerman. He's been doing all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Chilling out, getting to his spiritual side, but mm. apparently doing lots of cocaine. Right. Mm, the uh, the dichotomy that's going along with this album. And I think that runs through the lyrics and the music very strongly. This album, to me, is way, way more focused than All Things Must Pass. I get so much more of a vision out of it. I feel like he got out everything he needed to get out on the last one, but it all came out as one big kind of... He, he runs the gamut that first record and it's great but it's also kind of why it loses me after a while this one really sounds like he is ha he's got one very specific thing to say why are you slightly <laughs> laughing at me because i'm not you are i mean i am you're in a weird mood we'll get to it okay great stop looking at me like that then yeah oh my god <laughs> so much tension i know there's sorry the fucking tension with are you just drunk I'm not dry. I've had three quarters of a beer. I oh, did right. have quite a lot of ice cream, though. So. That is true. Oh, oh God. Goodness. Yeah. Heaven save us. Um, so, yeah, so it has been a, couple, a little while. So, yeah, I was reading a lot about that weird 
contradiction in George's life right now uh, sure. of how he's being very very om, very at one with the world, but also doing a shitload of drugs and not feeling particularly great about living, his living marriage. In, living in a mansion, driving a sports car. Yeah. He's kind of a, one of those like snake oil merchant Indian gurus who are, you know, driving around in Lamborghinis while uh, while preaching the word of Wait, is that Vishnu? Is that a, is that an Indian god? Vishnu, yeah. why not? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that what you feel like listening to this or what you feel like after reading about the history and After context? reading about the history of it. Listening Got to it, it. I don't get that. Okay, yeah, cool. Interesting. No. But that is the case though. He's like he was obviously on the back burner in the Beatles. And then now he's sort of come to fame. All Things Must Pass was massive. This concert for Bangladesh has brought him into the limelight. So yeah. What better time to do tons of drugs? Well, yeah, well, this but is he's... him dealing with fame, you know, yeah. kind of uh, or be dealing with being at, at the peak of his fame for the first time. Mm. You know, he really was the one to kind of... It, everything's focused on yes, him, it himself. Went, it all went up from the Beatles for him. Whereas John and Paul have had their ups and downs, whether personally or, or commercially. Uh, George has been kind of universally celebrated and... Now the pressure's on, internally, I think, you know. And the lyrics, like, yeah, definitely, uh, you can tell that, that he's got a struggle. It's not just, like, you know, the, he's took, well, the album, it's called Living in the Material World. He's struggling with day-to-day existence, mm-hmm. like, trying to have his spiritual side and be zen, or the zen's not the right word, is it? You can yeah, say zen. Yeah, yeah, why not? That's, yeah, we'll yeah. say zen. Yeah. Uh, but struggling with that, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a confusing Look, album to listen to, I guess. I don't. I don't think we can go any further without you just coming out with it. What, what's your What's your point of view? Because you're just going to sit there like a smug little jerk. Yeah. Um, my point of view is the album sucks. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. It's like all the. I didn't really delve into the lyrics of it that much. I read a bit about the backstory and yeah. all everything you guys said. I is is valid, but the songs are just boring. Oh my god. It's just like every song is, dude, k, dude. Because he's like plodding like blood from a stone song. Did you really listen to this album? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of good songs. Look, I love Be Here Now. I love the opening. The opening track's decent. What song is that beat from? I don't know. All of them. Like, they're just... Okay, we're going to track this thing here. That from like everything after the first two tracks is just this like lazy songwriting with the, the most boring rhythm section I can imagine I'm, okay I'm being a bit harsh but like I think Ringo was a bad choice for this album I think he drags it down he's well, not the most of it actually, <laughs> no, no he's actually not yeah he's only on three or four tracks oh yeah um, yeah, maybe, and then it's Jim Keltner, okay. yeah. who I think I, I think his drum is amazing. Isn't Jim Keltner on uh, Mind Games as well? Uh, maybe I'm I not think sure. He's actually, a drummer on John Lennon's next album. Mm. But he's he works with Jules, and he was with uh, he was on concert for Bangladesh. Yes, uh, I think maybe that's how they got to know each other. Anyway, uh, he's really good. But the ones that Ringo are on is interesting because Jim Keltner's also on them tracks. Oh really? Yeah, and they both played drums at the concert of Bangladesh together yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, like as a yeah. duo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think um, for me, uh, loved all things must pass, and this. It sounds like so many of the ideas are rehashed musically. Like there's a lot of, uh, I guess George has a sound. He has certain like chords and voicings and and combinations of, of chords that he that he goes to, and it it's like he's doing so many of the same things that he did on All Things Must Pass, but just way less interesting with way less like. To me, it sounds like it's got less passion and less like drive behind it less of the production's obviously a bit more stripped back or a fair bit more stripped back yeah. considering how big yeah, it's much more of a, a unit 
And that was... He's the only guitar player on this record, mm. which is interesting because there was five on the last one or whatever. So he's, there's was, a lot of overdubs. That was the idea. Like, mm. it's only, there's a main core. It's a band, basically, throughout yeah. the whole uh, album with a couple of extra people on whatever tracks. Yeah. Um, like, there's two keyboard players as well, like one on piano and one on organs. And I love that too because it gives the keyboards a lot more to do on this record. I feel like the interplay between the two keyboard players is really interesting. One of the highlights for me. And you got Klaus back as well. Klaus of back. Course. Sands great, out on bass. Great bass. I'm yeah. that. Excellent bass player. Uh, so this is my favourite of all the ones we've listened to except Ram. Oh my God. Yeah. What is happening? I think it's, I think what it's world incredible. do we live in? I think it's a masterpiece. Are you living in the material world, Jess? <laughs> or maybe. Okay, so for me, the reasons I love it, first of all, Everything I said about George's voice, I take back. I feel like he found it on this record. I feel like he's pushing it a lot more. It's He sounded a little bit more scared of singing in uh, the first record. And I noticed this. Me and Jack watched a version of him playing All Things Must Pass on a TV show just solo recently, right before he died. And I was like, oh, George sounds amazing. And that kind of went back to his voice with kind of new ears. And listening to him on this record, it really feels like he's like, no, I'm going to do what I'm good at and you know, play to the strengths of my voice, but also not hold back. I feel like... The fragility is there, but the, the power is there too. And I love I love the lyrics. I think the lyrics on this album are unbelievable. Um, he has a lot to say. Every Everything he says feels relatable, even though he is a Beatle. And he's now practicing Hare Krishna. Is that how you say it? Practicing Hare Krishna? Let's go he's, with that. It's yeah, fine. sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, you know, the fact that his life was different to mine, but I still got everything he was saying on this it really moved me to tears multiple times listening to this album wow it's oh really, my god really great this album yeah it moved me to tears too for very different reasons <laughs> jack where do you stand i Please mean the... i would say very much in the middle i like right. this album a lot i definitely prefer all things must pass really yeah that's just because it's more my bag in general mm. but I've, I've always liked this album as well it's like the perfect uh follow-up mm. uh to george to to george to his first album, George, <laughs> to All Things Must Pass. Yeah, I, I agree. I it, think it's more focused, snappier. I don't know where you get the plotty thing from. I think it's got You just don't as think many, it plods? No. Oh, my God. I think it's got just there as many so kind of... so many, like... Look, there's one song I don't love, and, love, and that's The Lord Loves the One That Loves the Lord. Yeah. That song sucks. But then, <laughs> but then you think about the Sumi Suyu Blues and the, so the title of the song, Living in the Material World. Mm -hmm. Like, they're more... They're, yeah, they're, they're not like All Things Must Pass. This is more like... It's like his signature sound in a way. Sure. And actually, right. there's there's a thing that I was thinking, actually, on, on the way over here. After getting a slight little hint that you guys might have liked this album, uh, I, I was thinking... I'm glad we didn't talk about it, because yeah, now I'm really too. genuinely shocked. <laughs> um, Sumi Suyu Blues, I'm gonna do the... Is, I think what I don't like about it. I think that song's like, all right, it's got, you know, it's got this sort of groove to it. But I don't like it for the same reason that I don't love Neil Young and you guys do. Like, it's got this, mm. I don't know, this sort of, like, middling, rocky, bluesy thing, a little bit dad rock, and it just doesn't, it's never exciting. I mean, yeah, I like Neil Young fine, but I, you guys both love him. Yeah. And I've never yeah, okay. really seen the, the appeal. And I think so his rockier stuff, like, what, Living in the Material World and, and Sumi Sue Blues, Tread yeah. that line where it's like, yeah, they're fine, but like they're not going to save the album. For so me. you don't like the classic sort of rock ending in Living in a Material World as well? Oh, goes, so yeah. good. <laughs> it's really good. The little blues tag on yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> chop, chop. I just, it, When it came in, I just had the biggest grin on my yeah, face. Yeah, it's, it's like, class. How dare you, George? How dare you? So I've got to say, I've got something to take up, an issue to take up with that song in particular. Mm. Here we go. You know the bit? 
where it all kind of drops out and pulls back to sitars and jingly stuff. Oh, yeah. And he goes, no, the spirit is scared. It's so bad. It's so bad. Why? It's a fucking cheese fest a million. It's so lame. It's like a parody of what he was doing with like really integrating really, really well Indian classical music and rock and roll on the last album. Now it's this see, this is, That's exactly why I like it because I feel like in the past when he's gone Indian... When he's gone full he's Indian, gone Indian. <laughs> it loses me. It kind of, it's like, it takes you out of the, vi- like, w- when you've, like, within your value and stuff. I don't like it on Sgt. Peppers because it feels like it doesn't fit. Like, I like the song, but it, it takes me out of it. Whereas I like on this how he's going, nah, I'm going to write rock songs, but I'm going to take a bit of that influence and chuck it in there. And when the tabla comes in, I love it. I just think it's wonderful. Wow. Do you when like it, the... When there's that weird little noise when he says Lord Krishna's grace and then there's like a little, like, flute flourish, that bit's lame. Oh, yeah, that was awful. Oh, yeah. that was the worst of the worst. Yeah. Do you like them... Beatles songs? Uh, Love them. They're some of my favourites. Yeah, really? Yeah. And so on this, like I said before, uh, what's it called? Be Here Now is, is like far and away the best song on this record for me. And it's because it's the closest to like to an Indian classical song just played on, on Western instrumentation. But the, the vibe, the, the drone, the, the, the scale choice is really, really Indian sounding. Really? Yeah. I thought it was particularly Western. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk <laughs> about Be talk- Here Now? Yeah. 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 And we are. We are. Can we, can <laughs> can we, we continue? Can we continue that? to talk about being Please. here? I, because it's got a lot of like major sevenths and fourths, which you don't necessarily focus on a lot in in, in kind of eastern scales. Like it, it feels very melodically western, like very kind of classical in that respect. Like it's very major scale. It's very like it's very major scale, but, the, but so is a lot of like Hindi pop music, and it doesn't always need to be flat seconds to to be a, an Indian sounding song. Um, yeah, of course. That's what, it, that's what it makes me think of. Mm, interesting. Mm. But that, yeah, that song is wonderful. Like, yeah, wonderful. It sounds like. What does it sound like? It sounds a bit like Bonnie Vert. Sounds a bit like Jeff Buckley. Mm, a bit yeah. like I can't John believe Butler. I can't believe it's on this album. Wow, but, <laughs> but I feel like half the songs sound like that. Really? Yeah. Which half? Where are uh, they? Like, uh, who can see it? That is all. Kind of sounds like that. The light that's lighted the world. Kind of sounds like that. Yeah, the light that's lighted the world too is just wonderful. Yes. So, be here now, right? Uh-huh. The bridge. Why try to live a life that isn't real? A mind that wants to wander round a corner is an unwise mind. It's a great lyric. What's going on? What's he talking about, do we think? Why try to live a life that isn't real? I guess it's more ties in with material yeah. living, right? Yeah. A mind that wants to wander round a corner is an unwise so mind. live in the present, don't live in the future. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't but go is he, in the corner. But is he saying, like, if... Be here now. Be here now. Is that is that all it ties into? Do I you think, think so. Is he just yeah. saying, don't let your mind be, like, all distracted, crazy, yeah. consumer goods, chill the beans. I think so. And mm. be living the present. And I think it's almost him... It, this record sounds like he's giving that advice to himself a lot of the time. It's not preachy. It's sure. very much like... I need to remind myself to focus on this stuff because he probably doesn't, and that hence tying into the drug-addled nature of his contradictions, I guess. At this so point he's aware stuff. of his contradictions. Yeah, his exactly. That's why it's relatable, I think, because it's not it's not Lennon where he's kind of being preachy and being a bit holier than thou, and it's not Paul where he's kind of being uh, impersonal. You know, I, I, I was thinking about it recently. We talked in the McCartney episode in episode two about how Paul's lyrics are really personal on that record. I thought about it, and there hasn't really been a lot of that since. It's all been a lot more mm. storytelling or a lot more... Uh, He's playing around with words. Yeah, exactly. Or metaphors or a bit funny. And yeah, so I do miss that a bit about his stuff. Yeah. You know, there hasn't been a let it be 
on any of Paul's records so far, you know. Mm. But yeah, this that song really gives me well, this album's really gives me that. It gives me that personal open hearted thing that makes me fall in love with it. And he's not hiding anything either. Like obviously in Sumi and uh Yeah. One of the other like they he mentions the Beatles as well in yeah. Living in the Material World. Like he's not hiding his sort of bitterness between the everyone falling out and, you know, but I do like in Sumi So You Blues how it's kind of like, you know, bring your lawyer, let's 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 have a bit of fun. It's just, it kind of trivializes the whole thing. It it makes it as dumb as it is. Yeah. You know, even though you know there were real reasons behind all this stuff, largely to do with the horrible manager that they all had to go to court together. But you know, it's it's not kind of having a go at Paul. It's just going, oh, you know, this is what's happening right now. Yeah. Oh, sure. this is dumb. Yeah. So yeah. when he name drops Ringo and then Ringo does a drum fill. Is that good or is that bad? I, so I think I missed those lyrics. I didn't look into those lyrics. So what's the lyrics? So he says, Met them all in the material world. John and Paul here in the material world. Though we started out quite poor, we got Richie on tour. Oh, yeah. oh Richie is in Richard Saki. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's cool. No. No, it's not. No. Hang on. I didn't finish my full <laughs> right. sentence. Uh, it's cool that he mentioned it. He's mentioning them, you know. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I feel that that even mentioning John and Paul without going to a solo from each of them is just it just makes me cringe. I just oh, yeah. But it's his life. This is what happened to him. He's talking about his own experiences. Yeah, but you don't have to name drop three other superstars. That like you don't have to make it that obvious and that blunt and just like. Oh, I don't know. Oh. It gives me makes my skin crawl. Thank God we've only got another episode to do. I know, I right? we're, we're losing we're losing touch as friends. <laughs> I as co-hosts. I even wrote this. Okay, so the the last track, listening through these songs, I started wondering like, is especially with the orchestra in here, is there any difference really between hearing George Harrison do this? and hearing Ringo Starr do Sentimental Journey. And the more it went on, the more I just thought, I don't know if there's any difference between these albums. I don't know what you mean. Like, just it, Ringo Starr doing this silly, performative, like, bunch of old standards in front of an orchestra, and George Harrison doing these, like, reflective, slow, plodding, draggy songs in front of an orchestra. Is, there's, is there any difference? This is how much of, like how badly it affected me listening to it. I just I started. <laughs> he started comparing it to Sentimental Journey, people. <laughs> exactly. And uh, tweet us. We'd like to know what you think. Do you think that Cameron's crazy? <laughs> tweet at Post Beatles. You lost the plot. And um, I, it also made me wonder, like, do I even like All Things Must Pass? Because I, <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, because of the the rehashing of ideas and things, just kind of, I felt like it was this real caricature of of John. And it just made me think, is any John. of that real? No, you know, not John. The other one whose name starts with the J sound. The uh, one whose album this is. Yeah, the one whose album we're talking about. That's <laughs> so right. the answer is Cameron has gone crazy. Yeah. Um, so your what's your favourite album we've, we've talked about so far? Wildlife. Favourite favorite album is probably Wildlife. I think... I, <laughs> Jack. Jack. Don't, don't you dare down talk Wildlife to me. <laughs> you know uh, what this album was missing? Bit bop. <laughs> Every album is though. That is true. At least a yeah. bit bop link. That's true. <laughs> Wow. Oh, okay. Well, right. Do you have anything else to say? Or do you, does anyone have any gear? I've got plenty to say. Any gear? Yeah. Have you got any cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> this is George. Should we just live in the material world a bit? Um, I was like, 
I found that the, a parallel between like this compared to All Things Must Pass is a bit like Red Rose compared to Wildlife. Like it's this kind of watered down version of it that, that attempts to hit some a lot of the same things, but misses out just because the songwriting isn't there. <sighs> Yeah, just uh, everything you're saying, I just couldn't agree less. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Finally, we got to one. Finally. Wildlife was kind of there, but I felt like I was in the middle of YouTube. But even Jack was just like, yeah, it's fine, but it's just not as good as anything else. I don't know what's happening. Uh, I don't know what even just, I don't know what to comment. All right. So I think the lyrics strike a really good balance balance between direct and abstract. I think there's some really great non-specific stuff in here, and that's why it's relatable. But also some stuff that really makes you feel for what he's going through. And I think, yeah, it really, really touched me. I really like the way it's recorded, the sound of the record very much so. His slide playing in this record is Slide playing's great. Oh, yeah. Great interplay with, with himself, you know, considering it's all him doing overdubs. It's fantastic. Also, I love how his melodies direct the time signatures sometimes. It's like if he decides that the melody needs to go here, the bar will just throw an extra beat in there to kind of get where he needs to go lyrically. Like, rather than trying to fit words into a 4-4 rhythm. He does yeah. that quite a bit. He does that on All Things Must Pass as well a few times. Yeah. Um, you like those choices? For sure. They, I, I like that approach. I like that idea. And, and I, I like those those funny, odd time signatures in his songs. But again, because so much of this album is so slow and so dragging, all that stuff just felt like... Oh, it, it just had no drive to it. It had no... Do you think it's because as well, I mean, for the most part, overall... The albums that we have talked about are more Live, lively. Yeah, they are more lively. Yeah, yeah. true. There's even the Is quieter this... ones have have a lot of, of up tempo stuff in them. Something like um like Imagine or, or Plastic Owner Band. Yeah, both, both have their lively moments. Mm. So this is quite a big, yeah. It's a much different album from a lot of the others we have True. talked about. I mean, I do, I do listen to other music, and <laughs> it's not all fast. Um, so again, I'd like to hope that I'm used to. Okay. No, your opinion's invalid. We're just trying to find out why. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it. Do you like the song "Don't Let Me Wait Too Long"? No. Why? Um, it's it's probably the worst one on the album because it's just got this. What? It's got this this line. The, how does it go? What's the don't let me wait too long? And it just keeps going over and over, opening with a that's chorus. How, that's how choruses work. <laughs> opening with a chorus on that song is the worst idea because it's one, it sucks, and two, it happens all throughout the whole song. It's just like, it's oh god. Oh my god. Do you like the opening track, Give Me Love? Yeah, I like it quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fact, that that set me up for like thinking this would be a solid six to seven out of ten album, and, and it was just. Oh, a steep drop from there. The, yeah, the wow. opening track's nice. It reminds me of James Taylor. The bass is great. It's, yeah. it's like a real... It's almost got a bit of that wildlife chillness to it that I really like. <laughs> so anything that reminds me of wildlife, <laughs> I, will, I will happily endorse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh... Uh... Do you like the? Did you read that he went on a trip to Europe to prepare for this? Did you read? I this? did not. No, he, just, he just he just chanted. Well, I don't know how long he was away for specifically, but for one day apparently he just chanted Harry Krishna just constantly for a whole day whilst driving. Oh yeah, to prepare. Mm, bloody it? word! It's he's getting used to to repeating choruses over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Hari Krishna, oh, Hari Krishna. <laughs> I'm probably doing lots of cocaine. Probably, yeah, doing, doing so, tons, driving yeah. down the autobahn at 350 kilometers. I even hour. wrote the tabla on living in the material world is bloody perfect. Oh, no, it's not. It's bloody imperfect. It's, oh, oh, get rid of it. 
I was also reading about how he was kind of trying to emulate uh, Roy Orbison in some of the songs here, ah, which comes through quite a bit yeah. in his vocals, which I, I really love. I hadn't thought that before, but yeah. Kind of leads into his collaborations in the near future with... Uh, with the Travelling Wilburys. Yeah. Are we going to do those albums as well? Oh, we have to. Yeah, great. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. ones I'm familiar with. Yeah. Nice. I don't, I don't, yeah, well, I know, I've listened to that album, but I don't know them well. So mm. how many albums did they have? Just two, and then Roy died. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't know anything about Roy Orbison. What's his deal? He did Pretty Woman is his biggest hit, probably. Pretty Woman, in, okay. In, what, 60s. 60s, right, 50, as well. End of 50s? Yeah, he was, around he was old 50s. by the time they did the Travelling yeah, Wilburys, yeah, which yeah. was 80s? And he wasn't in a band aside from that one. No, I don't he believe was just Roy so. Or at least he was famous for being Roy yeah. Orbison. I don't know much about him, though. but apparently they, he was touring with the Beatles okay. Okay. on the very early days, and, and Paul said that he was playing them Pretty Woman in the back of the wow. tour bus or whatever. Wow. So they know each other since way back when. I think I thought that song was Van Morrison. Really? Yeah, is that really pathetic of me? Well, it's I just so different. It's <laughs> like taking another name of someone who sounds nothing like him. Yeah. Going, uh, but then, yeah, he died. I mean, he was pretty old by the time they did the Wilburys. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. But that yeah. first Wilburys album, except for Jeff Lynne's the producer, right? Jeff Lynne produced it. Well, yeah, I've yeah, got, the I've... Jeff Lynne production's bad. I know it works for like the guys, ELO stuff. Guys, save it for the podcast. Come on. <laughs> no, it's ages the way we can talk about it. <laughs> Look, I Season like four. I reckon. I like a, I like Jeff Lynne himself a lot, but his production totally. ruins a, some great songs. I yeah. think, like even the Free as a Bird and Real yeah. Love. You know the uh, anthology songs yeah. from the nineties. Mm. Uh, Actually, I listened to Real Love the other day. Both they're both yeah. really so good songs. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. especially Such Real, good song. Real yeah, Love. Yeah, it's great because I actually I knew that song from the Regina Spector yeah. cover of it. Yes, uh, she did on Triple yeah. J. You, you played that to me I not too long long ago, and I'd never heard it. Actually, probably was ages ago. In now. our the chain. Yes. Yes. In our the chain. Yeah. Yes. So we played a game. We drove from Adelaide to Melbourne, and to pass the time, oh, I we remember played when a... you used to be able to drive from Adelaide to Melbourne. Oh my God! Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we played a game called The Chain in which you start with Fleetwood Max The Chain and mm-hmm. then the next person has to pick a song that is related to that song somehow. Okay. And then the other one picks a song that's related to that song somehow and we add it to the playlist as we go. So you have to make sure you pick one before the end of the song. Right. So, you know, well, let's, shall we, shall yeah, we go through a couple? Can I just yeah. ask, with the, just two of you on the road trip? It was, yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess one of you was driving uh, while you were selecting songs on the... Yeah, yeah. So I was driving, Jack was selecting songs and adding them to the playlist. So okay. I just say which song oh. I wanted. Phew. Yeah, all right, there. fucking you, fucking knock. So it was on twenty twenty fourth. It was on Christmas Eve, two thousand seventeen. So we got the chain by Fleetwood Mac. Then we've got Oh Well, Fleetwood Mac cover by Joe Jackson. Then we've got I'll Be There by the Jackson Five. Joe Jackson, Jackson, yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah I get the link there. Out of the Jackson Five, we've got Landed by Ben Folds, as in Ben Folds Five. I believe that was the connection. Ah, oh, yes, that makes sense. Uh, then we've got Baby I Don't Know, Oh Oh by Wolfpack, which, which is originally written was by Ben Folds, ben Folds. and. Someone else. Regina Spector? No, really? no. No, they did a different song together. It was, yeah. Yeah, my fault. Uh, Real Love by Regina Spector. Oh, blah, 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 blah. That's right, right, and then it was that because she did... She did. It was, you it was... Yeah, know. it was her with Ben Folds, so that was real... Maybe? No, they did You Don't Know Me. It was cool. But I thought they did both. Anyway, maybe I've ruined the chain now. Oh, shit. Okay, oh, so we no. got... Look, there's still a link in. between Ben Folds and Regina Spector, so that's permissible. Anyway, that's, that's, when that's, I heard, that's when I heard that cover first time, anyway. Right. Does this mean that now we have to add all those songs to the uh, We Don't <laughs> so Believe in Vegas playlist? What I'll, what I'll do, I'll <laughs> add the entire chain from the Christmas Eve 2017 to the playlist, Great. and you can check this out. No bother. Excellent. Because, hey, look, oh my God, there's Gabo on there. Gabo by Electric Six, The Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. Uh, yeah, it really goes into some places. Yeah. yeah. Three of a Perfect Fair. A cover of Mate Kudasai by Kurt Elling. Oh, it's fucking great. Oh, I can't remember that. Yeah, Why is, really How good. does Scentless Apprentice 
tie into Kurt Elling's Mate Kudasai. It doesn't matter. Kurt. And then we've got double teamed by Tenacious D as well. We lost. We clearly lost the ball. And then oh, sit still by double handed. Oh, that's a shame. And look, Live and Let Dies on there. Oh, oh but the Guns N' Roses version. <laughs> How do any of these connect? Oh, sh- Shackles, look, by Mary Mary. To bring oh, you back to the shame. Oh. Uh, no, you don't bring it back to the shame. Huh. Well, you could do it from Shackles. Just go, anyway, you look, I can promise you, none of them songs are Pussy there. Town by Machine Gun Fallacious on there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Guys, what happened to Electric Six? Because uh, they were great. They were great. God, Gaber, what a song. Yeah, it's really Dance good. Dance Commander? And that, no, Danger High Voltage. Danger High Voltage. Oh, would that have came out? 2003, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. 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 in high school. Yeah, Well, I don't think any of the songs on that place were produced by Jeff Lynne, though. Because that's why... <laughs> well done, tying it back. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. see, I did that. Yeah, that's very good. Um, uh, okay, so what so you talk more about this album? What do you What do you think? What's What? what why Why are you in the middle? Why are you putting me? What on things the do you spot? not like about it? Um, I just I would always listen to All Things Must Pass over this album. Always. Oh well, no, I guess that's not. It's <laughs> not possible, is it? Um, I much prefer All Things Must Pass, but there's some there's some gems on this album. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, don't know what to say, really. Yeah, I'm sorry really, about if we had an impasse. Yeah, sorry like, for kind of throwing a, a stick. You in really the, have thrown a spanner, a stick in the pigeon. Hey, look, we we. It's good to have some different conversations. It's not where I expect this conversation to go, but it's, it's yeah, it's really not how I expected us to talk about this album. Yeah, I didn't but expect it's a very to defend it <laughs> vehemently. But it's a very reflective album, as you say. You can relate to it because it's not just. It's very mixed opinions and feelings about things, and that's yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> can I can I, I give a positive comment? Sure. Yeah. The first I time that. I listened to it, <laughs> the first time I listened to it, as I do with most of these albums, actually, I put it on the background in the background okay. when I'm working or cleaning my room or whatever. And then I just started uncontrollably vomiting, <laughs> um, <laughs> as I do when listening to Monkberry Moon Delight and Children's Nursery Rhymes. <laughs> and when I listen to it, listen to it in the background. It was it was fine. I didn't mind it. It like not paying attention to it. It was just there. It was like pleasant. It you know. Sorry, it wasn't, is this a good thing? It, yeah, no. But nice it, well, some it? music. It's it's important to have music that serves well as background music. I remember. It's a Mike, really good album if I, you're not listening to it. I remember Mike Patton released an album. I think it was a Phantomus album that was like a bunch of like fifty really short songs or something, just like little snippets of song. And he described it as music that would be great to do the ironing to. <laughs> and it's, I think there's a place for that for sure. In fact, you know, I'd say that. Maybe some of our band's music is great music to do ironing to. What song specifically? Uh, have you ever tried ironing to Pocket Full of 38s? You'll <laughs> oh buy some God. crisp fucking shirts after <laughs> oh that. God. That's for sure. I don't iron. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's a waste you, of time. No, do you guys I, iron? No, like, the, it's one of the things that like, my mum would... She doesn't do it anymore. But, you know, she would have an evening where she would just iron fucking everything. Yeah. Right. I think lots of people used to do this. But what the fuck? If you're going to go out, just iron a shirt then. I ain't got yeah. time to iron every... I'll just hang them up. They're fine. No, like, I'll iron a shirt for a job interview. Yeah. yeah maybe. Or maybe a date. Just because they, they do look nicer if you, if it's not got... If they're really creased, and some of them do crease kind of uncontrollably, it's good to... It's true. They I feel like if better. you take them out of the washing machine quickly and then just hang them up, it's fine. I'm not really a quick 
washing machine removal kind of guy. Yeah. Look, my £40 yellow submarine shirt, mm. I'll iron that. You'll iron that well. I mean, but of course, you know. I wear it often. Does it steam a lot because of all the water on it? That's good, yes. <laughs> yeah, good joke. Nice. Well done. Yes, I like that. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind, you know. So, okay, I was really feeling quite melancholic and, like, introspective before we started this, and then Cameron wouldn't get that shit-eating grin off his face, and now... Now I feel like I can't talk at all seriously about this because every time I do, he starts smiling like that again. <laughs> yeah. I just smile. It. I'm a smiling guy. I can't <laughs> help it. Um, but in this case, I'm smiling because yeah, mm. you're wrong and I'm right. Wow. I just... Look, here, it's not the consensus. I, I'm Not that I'm all about the consensus because otherwise, you know, we would have thought about Paul's albums a lot differently. But a lot of people seem to be like it's either great or it's underrated. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't hear what you're hearing. Hmm. I mean, I'm looking at the track list now. Like, who can see it? What's that song? Do you guys remember that at all? Yes. How does it go? Incredible. Incredible? Yeah. Incredibly forgettable, maybe. It's my probably second favourite on the album. Yeah? After what? Be Here Now. Yeah. Good choice. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. Be Here Now is probably one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. I love it so much. The 12 string as well is just so nice. Okay. I'm glad you, I'm glad we could agree on that. It's nice to agree sometimes. It's, yeah, who can see it is that, it's just the melody so incredible. And that one plods, but it plods so beautifully and it it has such a range of dynamics and the melody starts really low and gets really high and has the big strings flourish and it's so good. Did you like the song Dear Friends on Wildlife? Dear Friend. Dear friend, friend, just the one singular. Was that one of the the, bonus tracks, one of the B-sides? It's the final song about John Lennon. Dear Friend, ah. Do you remember it? I don't really remember it, no. I was editing that episode today, and uh, you said, it's pretty good, it's a bit long. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so well, that's what you think of it. Okay, thank you. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, this is what I was going to get. I was thinking if you did like that, because it's like... I mean, all the songs on this album are basically better than that. I like Dear Friend a lot. Right. But that is a long song that plods. That plods. For sure. So anyway, it's a, it's a similar feel to some of the songs on this album, I guess. Maybe? Yeah. Mm. I just think uh, if, if you think this is plotty, I don't see how you can't think all things must pass as plotty. I feel like that. How I think it isn't plotty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Sorry. it... Like, I like, like it, but it, it's just, it is long. It's like a slog. Yeah, there's not, plotting doesn't, you know, it's not, the length of the album isn't really something that factors into the, the plod, plodness in my mind. Mm. Um, it's more like... The, all of the songs on, on All Things Must Pass, which are slower or which are, which are more like dragging, have a slower tempo, they're more... For, there's enough like life in there through the production and through, I don't know, through the drumming, through that like percussion that's running through everything a lot of the time to just keep it really alive and really interesting to me. And then like there's, there's a good handful of up-tempo songs to balance it all out and something like Wawa, you know, which is just this kind of huge ball of sound that mm. like Wawa isn't a, a fast song but it's like so intense and, and like overblown that it, it would never feel plodding to me in a way that a song off this with the same tempo might. See, I find those wall of sound songs to be the ones that kind of weigh on me a bit because they're they're exhausting. I like how this one's a bit, this album's a bit sparser. It gives you a bit more room to breathe. I would normally agree, like on something like Plastic Ono Band, I, I totally agree it works in its favour with this one. I just think they're not the right songs for it, or it's not the right singer for it, or the right yeah the right songwriter for that sort wow. of that sort of production. It just doesn't doesn't work for me. George has a habit of like when he writes songs, it tends to be like chord for a bar, chord for a bar, chord for a bar. Like it's just you know it's like chord. 
times four, chord times four, chord times four. There's not a lot of like a variation in jumping around. Uh, you're shaking your head. Jess, Jess, it's not true. Right it is true. It's not true. I'm thinking in my, I'm going through songs in my mind. And I'm like, that's not how he writes songs. It's just not like that. Just like compare it to someone like Paul, where he's sort of always like crossing over bars with chords. And think about like, what about yeah. Here Comes the Sun is a perfect example. Okay, no, not okay. I'm thinking on this album in particular because yeah, something like his Beatles songs. I almost. What about Sumi Suyu Blues? Or it's like different. Who Can See it is a perfect example where it just keeps kind of crossing over the bar with the changes. There's all those little kind of like, he'll change the harmony halfway through a chord and it'll go into a diminished or to a minor and then move on to the next one. I just, I just don't, don't believe, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe in Cameron. <laughs> I, I just cannot, I cannot believe it. I, I spent so much emotional energy on this album this yeah, week. I've cried like twice really listening sorry, to it. I'm really sorry, Jess. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. What, what about the, the discourse? What about the bonus tracks that I mentioned Deep Blue last week as well? Mm. Didn't listen to them. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, because I didn't want to ruin the experience of listening that's, to the album as it was intended. That's totally fair. Because as soon as Deep Blue played, to... I was like, oh, no, 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 it doesn't fit. It's right. totally different. Yeah. You're right. I just exactly. want to try and like get when, something good out of it. Right. It's sure. like when Cameron, the Boys really. Republic comes on the end of White Pony. It's like, sorry, Pink Maggot finished. You can't. Yeah. Boys Republic, <laughs> classic song. When it comes on, you're like, yeah. it gives you the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Makes my skin crawl. Um, those, so, yeah. Not to mention back to school mini maggot. Oh my god! Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't go into that. The less said about that, the better. Mm. Do you know that Chino intentionally decided he took the decision not to rap on White Pony because he was kind of wanted to move away from that sort of yeah, yeah. new metal era that it was descending into by two thousand and one, and then they go on they <clears throat> they go and release back to school, which is this. Do you know why though? Because you know the story behind this. We're talking about the uh, late <laughs> 90s, 2000s alternative metal band Deftones now and their incredible third album, White Pony. The the Basically, after they released Change, the record label were just like, you don't have another single here. Right. You know, and then... I mean, not the, entirely wrong. No, that's right, totally. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't completely popular on release. You know, the, the fans thought it was weird. Change, and the ge- mean? Uh, White Pony in general. Right. Change was a hit. Uh, yeah, the fans thought it was too weird and the general public were like, we don't know this band and care enough, you know. Mm. But then one of the execs was like, oh, that final song, it's got a great chorus. Like, why don't you just rap with that chorus? <laughs> and Chino, like the band specifically went out and like in an afternoon wrote that song to use the chorus from Pink Maggot. And he wrote the dumbest rap he could think of and was like, he just, he, he gave it to them literally six hours later to just be like, there, see how easy it is? See how shit this is? And they were like, this is amazing. We're releasing this. <laughs> and they were like, fuck's sake. And then they re-released the album a year later with that as the opening track and the band hated it. They always had it and they always felt like it was a mistake. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So Change in the House of Flies, the first single on mm. Deftones third album, White Pony. That is a song that really plods for me, and it's always been a barrier for me to, to loving the song. I've never loved it that much. It's, it's love that probably song. my yeah. least favourite song on the album, and it's widely loved. It's the, yeah, you know, it's often, like you said, you love it. I, I, lots and lots of people who I have a really similar taste with really love it. But this this ploddiness, like, do you see, do you guys see any connection see between it. Deftones' Change in the House of Flies and George Harrison's Try Some, Buy Some? <laughs> Is that, the, is, that, is that a bad choice of song? The Day the World Gets Around. You're just naming yeah. songs. The Day the World Gets Around. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I get it. But I think if the... Was that? Yeah, yeah the, the, the long one. Long one <laughs> uh, I see what you're saying. I just think that the it's same with change. It's like the vocal performance sells it and the emotion, the like building of tension because of the repetition and because of the the steadiness of the beat that when it climaxes it you know 
Mm. You feel it. Jack, were you into Deftones much? Uh, no, not as much as you guys, but I did like, I liked the singles. I listened to mm. White Pony and yeah, maybe that's the only album I've actually ever listened to all the way through. I shouldn't well, admit this on a podcast. That's right. If, if there's one Deftones Death album, podcast. that's true, if there's one Deftones album to only listen to all the way through, I'm gonna get it's White Pony. I'm going to get tweets about it. Yeah, by, maybe. I mean, by who? Yeah. yeah. Does yeah. anyone care anymore? Your brother? <laughs> My brother? Oh yeah, because he tweets us, right? Yeah. Not because he loves the Deftones. What is Although that? He, he, he likes the like Deftones. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Fine. Uh, my brother likes Deftones too. Yeah. yeah, great. Good for them. They should get uh, together and talk about how okay Deftones are. Have you heard the new Deftones song yet? Ohms. No. It's good. Oh, let's listen to that after this. Okay. Yeah, great. I don't know if I can hang out with you much longer. That's true. Yeah. I hope it's not a plodder. If it's one of the plodding Deftones songs, I'm <laughs> no, walking home. I mean, it's no rocket skates, but it's you know. <laughs> Snappy. Right. Okay. Good to know. Who do you agree with? I mean, it's not me because I, I sort of stand neutral no and I've got no opinions on anything that uh, count or mean anything. <laughs> like, just in life in general, I, I'm a useless person. Um, ignore everything. And in fact, what I'm saying now, you might as well just ignore, so don't tweet us. But if you, <laughs> if you do want to, who do you agree with, Jess? Or the... Are or, we are hashtag we, Team Jess? Or hashtag Team Cameron? To the left of me, Cameron... To the right of me, Jess, ignore me, tweet me, <laughs> us. What's the at what, what are at we? Post Beatles Pod? We don't believe in Beatles was too long. Oh yeah, yeah. Post okay. Beatles Pod. It's fucking follow the playlist for goodness sake. It's only <laughs> it's on Spotify. I think that like I'm gonna change the name, but it is under We Don't Believe in Beatles as well. But I think we've only got six follow. Like just fucking follow it. <laughs> don't name that, Jack. It's embarrassing. But this was ah. Uh, but this when this once this is out. <laughs> All right, there we six. There'll be, there'll be a lot more but I, there's some really good songs on there yeah. yeah it's worth a listen not to mention the entire playlist of the drive from Melbourne to Adelaide for anyone that might be taking that soon and wants to link one song to the next mm. the yeah. chain with Jess it's called the you chain with Jess the chain with Jess that was nice Pretty you know good. what yeah actually no 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 no, no you've got to say it now no because yeah. I was going to save it till the last podcast do we I think we need a bit, do we all need tune up a little bit yeah, yeah. okay Right, stay here, guys. Don't okay. go fucking anywhere. We'll, right? we'll keep you company until he gets back. Okay. We're going to get really close and do some ASMR. Because. Welcome to episode 11 of the day that we don't get through. Right, I've come back. Oh, well, he's back. He's back. Right, because we're nearing the end, guys, and like. Uh, <laughs> what's what's he got? Have? He's got a bag. He's got a, Jack's come with a sack. Jack and a sack. <laughs> Jack know, and a sack. I should wait till the end, but maybe you can. Anyway, look, this has been a little. I feel like it's been too too much of a negative podcast, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not entirely happy with how this has all gone. Okay, so I wanted to get you both a little something oh. to say thank you what? for just you being awesome. Like you know. Oh my god! What did you do? So, what? What? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, it's so good. Oh, okay. So oh, I've wow. just picked up a shirt, and it has. McCartney on it and it's the back cover of McCartney 1 and I have a shirt beautiful baby blue and it's the front cover of McCartney 2 oh my god <laughs> oh, oh my god this oh, is... I'm giving Jack a hug yeah. we're all hugging we're friends again is this are they specifically for each of us are they yeah, the yeah, same yeah, size specifically yeah, yeah. if oh, they don't fit though wow. I can send them back Look, quick it's a medium this is a I think, it, I think it's going to fit it's the mate. the photo I love on the back of the album is him smiling on the farm in Scotland, with a beard, with little his little daughter in his 
Wait, is it his daughter? Is wait, whatever. He's one of his children <laughs> in his jacket with the head poking out. It's that's very, a, very that's cute. That's a lovely photo. Um, this and is the cover of McCartney too. The weird face he's making. It was oh kind of like he's whistling, God. or like he's maybe threatening the cameraman or woman. Uh, it's just great. There's a there's a space between Mook and Cartney. Can't be sure why. <laughs> That's this right. is unbelievable. Thank you, Jack. Thanks, Jack. It's my pleasure. This oh has been a pleasure, God. hasn't it, Jack? Look, doing this podcast has been one of the highlights of this year for me. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. absolutely me too. Yeah. What a what a wonderful. This album, not so much, but <laughs> for Cameron, at least. Oh, for some of us, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Some I... people seem to bloody love it. That's because it's amazing. Wow. I'm so, going to put my t-shirt on now. We don't give right, a shit. I'm going to put mine on too. Oh, here oh, we go. Here we go. Look, yeah, I know they're material goods, but at the end of the day... <laughs> like we are living. Oh, here we go. Wow. How Fuck do we look? off. They actually oh. fit. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Take a photo of us. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a photo live on the podcast. Immediately. Okay, I'm going to take <laughs> a couple. Your hair, fix your hair. Oh, this is a fucking... Yeah, here we go. Oh, so many faces in this photo. Beautiful. Oh, hang on. Hang on a bit. He's taking a photo of Paul. No, 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 no. It's this. I should have been a photographer. <laughs> you are. Right now. I mean, I'm it's not. Diagonal. Pod- I'm never going to make it as a podcaster, so. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. Really good. Uh, one more. One more? Yeah. yeah. Hey, give Ireland back to the Irish, mate. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah, class. Beautiful. Okay, cool. Back to the podcast. So, right. on a scale of one to temporary secretary. Right, oh, God. Cameron, I hesitate to ask, but please give it to me straight, okay? Okay. Can't take any longer. Um, I'm going to give. What, um, what did I. Oh, now I'm, I've become Jack. I'm starting to compare it to my previous yeah, no, rating. Yeah, no, I feel like I might have to do that on this. Well. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> um. I'm I'm hiding my eyes. My hands are in my face. What did you give? What's the your lowest? I think score? two. I reckon I gave some Ringo ones a two. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let me check. Yeah. yeah, let's have a butcher's. All right. So, the lowest score that Cameron gave anything was well. What does a marshmallow fairy minus one mean? It's pretty bad, but, but it's not that bad. And that Red Road Speedway, you didn't hate that, did you? I didn't hate it. No. Okay, so the lowest you gave was either Sentimental Journey was a three, or Sometime in New York City was a three. Okay. Cool. Then I can give this a two. Oh, it's a two. Because because both of those albums, even though I thought they were not great, in fact borderline bad, <laughs> at least I believed where they were coming from. This one I don't believe where it's coming from. I don't believe in the album. I don't believe in Beatles. <laughs> I don't believe Fucking in me. temporary secretary. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jack? <laughs> Where you at? Fuck! Oh, fucking egg. So Rob does us, Rob does us. Look, it's I gave McCartney <laughs> a seven. It's Rob does of our youth this album, hasn't it? Oh. No, that was Rob of us a long time ago. <laughs> I was going to say a seven, but I gave McCartney a seven, apparently. So We're looking I, at the chart that I made. I do love a good chart. We shouldn't mm. have. Well, I'm glad that you've made the chart. But I we shouldn't I shouldn't have looked at it. Yeah. Because my initial reaction to give it a seven is to give it a seven. <gasps> I but just realised that something. means you like it slightly more than imagine. I do. Well, that's that's right then. Give but, it a seven. But I but but ah. Uh, I mean, you have been pretty harsh Ma- with most of your ratings, to be honest. Why is McCartney a seven? I don't think I should have given McCartney a seven. Because it's, it's a great album. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> but look, I prefer this to McCartney. Give it an eight then. I'm gonna, no, I can't do decimals. No, I can't. Eight's I'm, not a decimal. 
No, I was. I, sometimes I, I, I. You entertain the idea. You yeah. think things yeah. in your head and don't say them. I know people do that, don't yeah. they? That's <laughs> true. Yeah, they're called thoughts. Whoa! Sorry, whoop. I just realised Bitbop's not on this. So I'm gonna have to downgrade it one. It gets a one from me. <laughs> what? Yeah, two minus one for not having Bitbop. That's my final score in its totality. Two minus one for no Bitbop. Oh my goodness! Wow. All right, do you want to hear mine then? What do you think about yours? I haven't. Have I decided? Did I? No, but you won't fucking decide. It's somewhere around a seven or an eight. Let's do a seven slash. Not a seven point five, but a seven seven slash eight. So uh, a seven point five. No, seven slash eight. No. Seven eighths. He's giving me a seven, seven eighths. eighths. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven eighths. Yeah, seven eighths, please. <laughs> seven eighths, please, mate. Yeah, yeah, nice one. <laughs> yes. So it's a temporary secretary for me. Oh, oh my god, he's It's the Sumi Suyu Why? Because it's wonderful. I just I I think the the intention for me is there. Uh, it hits all the marks. I love the vocal performance. I think the lyrics are spectacular. I love the instrumentation. Uh, it moved me. It moved me extremely hard. Hard? <laughs> it moved me hard. Fucking hard. It moved me real fucking hard. Yeah, it moved me a lot. It just it got me in all the places that I want to be got when I listen to a record. And yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's better than any album we've listened to except for Ram. Ram is still... 20 Perari secretaries yeah, for me. Sure. But, uh, yeah, this is this is as close as it gets for me. If All Things Must Pass is a 9, I'm like, this is a temporary wow. secretary. Goodness me. I could have rated it a 10, but I thought that's too boring. Yeah, of course. Mm, we don't do 10s that. here. <laughs> no. If you do a 10, is that better or worse than temporary secretary? Oh, God, this is... I don't think, think we'll it's a good nightmare. It's not allowed. Anything. You just rated something 7 eighths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, God, uh, we still have to do a song from this turd of an album, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we're doing uh, Who Can See It. Who Can See It. Yeah. Okay. And you will like it by the time we're done. Yeah, mm. it's possible. I've certainly, bip bop, I grew to decide that was the best song written by humanity over the course of learning it. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were so harsh on that song we were doing the episode, but now I think we can all agree it's our favourite song from everything we've done. Yeah, 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 definitely. In fact, most of the albums we've done, I think, going back and listening to them after we've done the episodes, I've liked all of these albums more. Yeah. Posthumously. It's like Posthumously? a, it's kind of like a child that you've like beaten, but yeah, you neglected it and like really like yeah, you've ripped it apart, ripped it apart, <laughs> left it in the basement, and the police come, rated they, it, they, they yeah, <laughs> out of ten for every secretary. The police come, they discover it, you end up in prison, and then you're like, I really liked that kid, <laughs> little Charlie, he was alright. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, so that's okay. uh, a bit emotional left. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is it next week? Mind Games. Mind Games by John Lennon. Okay, so we're doing Mind Games next, and that's the last episode of this season. Yeah. Are you looking forward to it, Cameron? Uh, I am looking forward to Mind Games, yes. Yeah. Very much so. Um, I've already had a little sneaky listen. Oh, oh yeah. I might have had a sneaky listen. And I, from what I get, it's different to Sometime in New York. Somewhat. Yes. Yeah. So bring it on. Look forward to that. Yeah. And yeah, last season. And just thanks, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Fucking listening. Thanks for listening. Oh, it's and Jack. Wonderful. Especially this this episode. Thanks for the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, this is wonderful. It's, yeah. it's we'll my, post, it's we'll post a photo of us in the t-shirts on our Twitter. Yeah. So check it out. All right. Well, see you guys soon. Um, and uh, until next week. 
out with the cat.